welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime on a Tuesday night. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. The official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and of A to Z Sports Primetime can be found at GaryAshton.com. You know that Two Rivers Ford is the place that you need to go for your next new or pre-owned vehicle. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at TwoRiversFord.com. So, there is SEC Spring Meetings going on right now, and we know that there's a lot of ground to cover. Uh, Leo on, on Facebook Live says, F them both of Jimbo and Saban. Yes, uh, well, there's probably a lot of that energy, and uh, it appears. Well, actually, that's a that's a cool picture that Leo has. I thought it was a Texas A&M thing at first, but it says "Prayers for Uvalde, Texas," which, of course, is the site of that horrendous tragedy tragedy that happened a week ago um, from today, basically. So, as we look as we look at what the SEC is trying to accomplish right now, and how big a role each coach is going to play in this. We had Clark Lee on the radio show last week, and we were talking about, you know, basically the influence that this group of people in the most powerful league is going to have on college football as a whole. There's a lot of different ways to approach this, and certainly Jimbo, Saban, Josh Heupel, Clark Lee, everybody has their, uh, you know, even Lane Kiffin, um, who is going to be participating. Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach are going to have substantial impact on the ability for the SEC and for college football, basically, to adapt and survive in a very, very different time for the sport. That's what they're setting out to accomplish, to find out how they can modernize the sport to keep pace with what's happening in the name, image, and likeness arena. And without this constant uh, bickering and fighting uh, among coaches. Now, maybe that's what you want, the bickering and fighting. I happen to think it's pretty good entertainment. Um, and I think it, you know, in the same way that, uh, I think that a little, uh, a little wrestling, uh, professional wrestling in any sports arena is good for promotion. I mean, Steven Snyder seems to feel the same way. When are we going to get a Lane Kiffin, Josh Heupel fight? I think those are the, I think Josh Heupel's the least likely to fight somebody. Josh Heupel seems like the most laid back of the group, uh, with, uh, you know, his backwards hat and he's throwing up the, uh, throwing up the dubs with Nico Iamaliava on campus last week and all, uh, he just seems like a low key guy. So a fight between him and Lane Kiffin, I don't know that we're necessarily going to see, but what we are going to see is Greg Sankey and the rest of these coaches try and figure out a way to move forward into the future. And that future happens to include Oklahoma and Texas. Of course, how they adapt and survive once the league becomes a super league and officially expands to 16 teams. So there's a lot of, a lot of different ground that they're going to be tasked with covering over the course of this week. And I think it's a pretty interesting conversation where the thing is starting with name, image, and likeness legislation and how much the NCAA is trying to worm its way in to the conversation. The question that I want to ask you right now is this on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. If you would be so kind, your Two Rivers Four take, fair or foul, the NCAA getting involved with name, image, and likeness restrictions. Let me know how you feel about the NCAA's involvement, and we will certainly discuss at length together 
how you feel about the NCAA, who's taken a back seat in all of this across nearly a calendar year, how you feel about them getting involved with name, image, and likeness now that we have been in the middle of this wild, wild west for quite some time. Because this is something that the SEC coaches have to figure out just as much as any other league. And, you know, maybe even more importantly, because they're already starting to poach uh, from one another. So let me know in the comment section, and we will discuss it together, how you feel about the NCAA getting involved in these things, fair or foul, is how you do so. It's your Two Rivers Ford take. It is, of course, presented by our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford, award-winning customer service, non-commissioned sales staff, quality American-made Ford vehicles, both new and pre-owned. You can get a a Two Rivers Ford certified Blue Advantage pre-owned vehicle from the most trusted dealership in the state of Tennessee. That's Two Rivers Ford for the way that they've been doing business with honesty and integrity for nearly 40 years here in Middle Tennessee. In fact, we're coming up on their uh, 40th birthday next year, as a matter of fact. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet is where you go for any of their pre-owned vehicles. And if you want to take a look at their selection of new vehicles, whether it's on the light or on the lot or the built for you program, you can do that at tworiversford.com. So there's a lot of different stuff to look at here and something that uh, something that I think has been fascinating to watch play out. And Nick Saban got out there with a strong statement regarding all of this stuff when SEC meetings opened up today. I, I didn't really say that anybody did anything wrong. You said they bought their recruiting class. I didn't say anybody did anything wrong. Okay, and I've said everything I'm going to say about this. But, you know, I I think that, um, you know, I guess the point, and I should have never mentioned any individual institutions. I said that before. But, you know, some kind of uniform uh, name, image, and likeness, you know, standard um, that supports some kind of equitable uh, national competition. Uh, I think is really, really important in college athletics, in college football. And we've always had that, you know, whether it's equal scholarships, equal Alston money, you know, whatever it might be. And um, so that's kind of point one. You know, point two is we need some kind of transparency in name, image, and likeness deals, you know, to verify that, um, you know, players are doing what they need to do to – have the opportunity to, you know, make money in name, image, and likeness. And believe me, I'm all for players making as much as they can make, okay? Um, But I also think that, you know, we've got to have some uniform, transparent way to do that. Um, Our players did extremely well last year um, in name, image, and likeness because they got agents, they had representation, uh, they had people who uh, wanted them to – actually endorse something for them and they did very very well and it's public record and you can see how well they did and i think that also student athletes need some protection um from you know unfair name image likeness representation or deals um you know you could have a player and we've had this happen to us in the past that thinks he's signing one thing and he signs something else and gives up his freedom of choice in the future as to who represents him. Um, You know, we have no oversight, you know, right now for players, you know, when it comes to this. And 
You know, I also think that, you know, boosters, you know, should continue to be precluded from recruiting, um, including use of, you know, name, image, and likeness op offers, you know, prior to, you know, enrollments. I have no problem with Jimbo. I have no problem with Jimbo at all. <laughs> this is a funny way to end that clip. Now, listen, I, there's a lot of stuff that Saban said there. A lot of it's warranted. And as Robert L. Redmond points out on Facebook Live, you can't unring that bell now, right? Like, we're off to the races. We're name, image, and likeness, full go. The NCAA took a hands-off approach. And, and you know, now that they want in on this thing, it's completely and totally ridiculous that the NCAA would try and infringe upon what this, you know, shitstorm, frankly, is that they've created. Because a, a couple of weeks ago, they published new guidelines, the NCAA did, to clarify that boosters, including you know recently created companies designed to provide athletes at a particular school with endorsement deals, should not have any contact with prospective college athletes, their family members, or their representatives. This was about three weeks ago, as a matter of fact. So the, the guidelines were essentially crafted by a group of athletic directors and conference commissioners who earlier in the year were tasked with reviewing um, basically studying the evolving marketplace for college athletes in the name, image, and likeness plus transfer portal world that we all live in, right? Because it kind of came together at a perfect time to create college football's free agency where, yeah, you can go to the highest bidder. And now Lane Kiffin is out here telling Sports Illustrated that it's 100% of high school students who consider the money first as opposed to the coach, uh, as opposed to the program, as opposed to how good or bad the football team is. He's Lane Kiffin literally said 100% of athletes, uh, high school athletes, are making their judgment calls off of how much money they're going to be able to make. And, you know, 100% is far too definitive, right? And I think Lane knows this. He may have just been a little hyperbolic at the time. But you look at this and you say, well, I mean, you can hardly blame kids if a vast majority of them would make those considerations that way illegal, whether they're doing it illegally or legally, as Saban is saying, you know, I didn't say that anybody did anything illegally. I mean, yeah, okay, Nick, but like we all, we all have the clip. We've all seen this clip a million times and Nick Saban, you know, certainly wasn't, Nick Saban certainly wasn't acting like they were doing something by the rule book when he was sitting up in front of those Birmingham business leaders at the time when all of this started to swirl right listen to Nick Saban talk about this he's not exactly he's not exactly saying that Jimbo and Texas A&M played precisely by the book and you've read about them you know who they are I mean we were second in recruiting last year A&M was first A&M bought every player on their team made a deal for name image and likeness all right we didn't buy one player all right but I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it so, you know, I mean, Nick knows what he did. Nick knows he was in the wrong, and he's he's apologized publicly for it several times. And then there's the, you know, I have no problem with Jimbo, and Jimbo, whether Jimbo has a problem with Nick is an entirely different matter. But fair or foul is the, is the question. Ed is for UT, says foul uh, that the NCAA is getting involved. Steven Snyder, Derek R. agree. It, it is foul that the NCAA would infringe and would in, impose themselves in the middle of all this when they've left everybody else to figure it out by themselves in real time. And now that they want in on this, it's just making it even more complicated. The, pro the correct answer to the question is foul what the NCAA is doing 
And Nick Saban is largely right in that they just need some kind of guiding principles for everybody to follow, to look to, to point at and say, okay, this is how business is going to get done moving forward in college athletics. Not just football, basketball, baseball, you know, women's diving, everything in between, right? There needs to be some general guiding principles, which right now uh, collegiate athletics most certainly does not have. So let's let's look at the uh, let's look at this situation uh, from Jimbo and Nick Saban's perspective because this is going to be a a big a big storyline whether there are actually any sparks between the two or not. Given all the information that you now have at your disposal, pick a side: Jimbo Fisher or Nick Saban with this ongoing you know cold war of SEC football coaches that we are now seeing, even if Saban is publicly dismissing all of that, there's got to be some uh, less than pleasant feelings there on both sides. So are you Team Nick or Team Jimbo? Let me know in the comments section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We will discuss at length together and we'll run back some funny Jimbo clips because Jimbo is always funny to hear from right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team has the thing that you need to be able to succeed. The Ashton team has the Intel edge that only they can provide. GaryAshton.com, the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and of A to Z Sports Primetime. They can help you the way that they help me. Find my home, find the perfect home for you, your dream address, without the stress, as a matter of fact, to make sure that you are put in the best position to succeed with your real estate investment. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage at GaryAshton.com. So, Jimbo or Saban? That's the question that we're asking you. So you've heard the comments from Saban that started this whole mess, and you've seen the way that Jimbo Fisher has gone back and forth several times now. Now, Whether Jimbo's cooled off at all, I didn't see any clips from Jimbo today. I'm certainly going to be scouring the internet for them to see if Jimbo had anything to say, but we could not find anything other than the initial, you know, flame throwing that he was doing from the podium when he said he would like an emergency press conference to have the opportunity to respond to Nick Saban's comments. I will play Nick Saban's comments for you one more time, just so it's fresh in your mind, and then we will unleash the dragon that is Jimbo Fisher. You've read about them. You know who they are. I mean, we were second in recruiting last year. AM was first. AM bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. All right, we didn't buy one player. All right, but I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. All right, so there's Nick. Now let's hear from Jimbo. Coach, uh, like to respond to some comments made last night in Alabama? Uh, yes, I would. First of all, I'll say it's a shame that we have to do this, it's really despicable. It's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody and an organ. More importantly, 17-year-old kids. You're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. They broke state laws. They're all money. We bought every player on this group. We never bought anybody. No rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. It was all in the, and the way we do things, the ethics in which we do things. And these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen, and it's ridiculous But when, when he's not on top. And the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach for him. 
you'll find out all the parody. Go dig into wherever he's been. You can find out anything. And it's a shame that you've got to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families in Texas A&M because we do things right. <laughs> now, that full opening statement by Jimbo Fisher was about three and a half minutes long. But, yes, you got the, uh, you got the, you got the main idea. I think most people are going to side with Jimbo Fisher here, and I think Nick Saban knows he was in the wrong, even if what he's saying has degrees of truth to it, right? You should never, at least in the public sphere. Now, it's great for people like me, because, of course, we're going to talk about this stuff, and to have you know SEC head coaches publicly feuding is outstanding from a media perspective. But everywhere else, you know, you're looking at Jimbo Fisher and saying, yeah, Jimbo, there wasn't really, like, I think that Nick Saban at least had Nick Saban has his composure, right? Even as he's going about this, Jimbo Fisher just wants to get out there and kick the shit out of everybody. That's, that's just how Jimbo lives his life a thousand miles an hour. And if you say anything like that whole, you know, I think that there was an initial conversation about around like a $30 million budget for the 2023 recruiting class, as far as name image and likeness deals were concerned. And Jimbo got out there and was furious about it because you know, even if it's not, even if it is real, you can't have that out there in the public sphere because then players will start to expect that you have that kind of money to spend when in reality you may not have that much money or maybe you have close to that, but you can't let those things get out of control the way that they very, very easily could. So I think, Nick, I mean, Nick will win on October the 8th when Texas A&M travels to Tuscaloosa. Um, but in the meantime, I think Jimbo wins in the court of public opinion, even if he just you know, wanted to go completely and totally scorched earth. All right, let's wrap this up with a, uh, a gone viral video on this Tuesday night. The question that we would like to ask you is this on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch, if you would like to get involved for this gone viral video, who are you pulling for with a little golf coming up? In fact, I think uh, everybody landed in Las Vegas today for the match. Mahomes and Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen versus Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Who are you rooting for in the match? Speeding, speaking of rooting interests, you guys let me know. And we will, uh, in the meantime, while you do that, uh, we will show you some of the promotional. Speaking of promotional and professional wrestling type stuff. Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes. They're all leaning into this a little bit in ways that I think should make the match at least an entertaining watch. What the f*** is up, guys? We are out here playing golf. Tommy Sweeney's about to hit a hole-in-one, and uh, we're going to move on to the next hole. All right, which one of y'all's teams coming in second today? We got the same thing on. We didn't even know. On Miller, Micah. Love it. Get in there. Oh! Y'all got that? You just hit a house. I just hit my eight iron in the lady's yard. Go say sorry. No, that wasn't me. Go say sorry. I hit that first house and then I hit the second house. Come on, son. I just tap it in. Tap, tap, tap it in. Respect the game. That dog will hunt. That dog will hunt. <laughs> That's out of play. Go ahead and hit you another. Gabe, is this you? Bro, mother. You don't have to uh, blur my shit up. Is that a bunker? This isn't my driver's. It's Dawson's. 
A bunch of guys being dudes. Guys being dudes. What's better than this? Huh? What's better than this? Huh? What'd you say? What? What a pleasure, huh? Yeah, Great times. Yeah, hurry, hurry, hurry. Yeah. Let's, go, let's go do this. Yeah, European. And it's in there. <laughs> it's in there, guys. Holla at your boy. Glenn, where are we going? Yes. It's always fun when you can hang with the guys. Hey, Josh Allen, Case Keenum, Barkley, all the guys that's out here today, man. It was an incredible day, man. Happy to be a Bill, man. Let's go. I, uh, I, until that moment, had forgotten that uh, Vaughn Miller plays for the Buffalo Bills. I don't know why I had forgotten that, but it makes me laugh every time they have to, you know, duck quack him for all the cussing that he's doing out on the golf course, which is a lovely reminder that even on a professional, uh, even as a professional athlete, golf is going to be the end of us all. Uh, Aaron says, uh, Buck, what, were we talking college football tonight? You need to talk about college baseball. Yeah, you know, I mean, I did on the radio. Nobody really cares on the primetime show. But if you want to listen to good college baseball talk, we did almost a full hour on it to uh, to start the radio show today. So you can check that out in your uh, podcast app. It's the Buck Rising Show. Mike Wilson of the Knoxville News Sentinel, who was in Hoover, Alabama, covering the balls all week long, uh, was great. And we talked about the championship expectations for the University of Tennessee. We also had a really cool stadium conversation with David Sampson, uh, the former Miami Marlins team president. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll probably do that on primetime tomorrow about who needs to be the villain in the Titans' quest to get a new home. But that'll be tomorrow uh, for now. We've had a fun show. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us on this Tuesday night. Radio show tomorrow is going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be out at Titans practice early in the morning. Uh, That will be the one day of availability that media has on the practice fields tomorrow. Uh, And then I will go straight from the practice fields to the radio show, and you'll hear from Mike Vrabel. Todd Downing and Shane Bowen, all three of those guys are going to speak to the media at various points then. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Radio show at 10. We'll do it tomorrow night on primetime if we miss you in between. Uh, But enjoy the rest of your night. See you guys.